Hey, very good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Sean. This is Alex. And you're listening to another episode of Coaster Kings Radio. Radio. Uh, today's episode discusses Europa Park. The big one. The big German the big park. destination station. Multiple hotel resort. Multiple parks at this point because of Atlantica, the water park, which is part of Konozar's hotel. Has an indoor-outdoor water park situation going on. Really awesome, well-themed. We're not really going to focus on Valentica. We're going to focus on Europa Park, the original park itself. Um, today it's going to be like a tour. We're going to we uh, we went a couple weeks ago, and now we're going to discuss practically land by land because everything is themed to a certain country, so country by country. We're going to be um, discussing the attractions we've uh, we've written, um, what we thought of them, that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll start at the entrance actually and dive right in. In Germany. In Germany. So. The first thing when you enter, um, when you take a very sharp left, there is a new flying theater and it's sponsored by the German airline Eurowings, part of the Lufthansa Group, doesn't really matter. But it is um, Volotarium, which is their flying theater, loosely but also heavily inspired by the Disney store attractions. Of all of the flying theaters that we've been on, this was the one that seemed, I think, to most unapologetically borrow from Soren because like obviously every flying theater has Soren in its DNA because Soren is the original but this one really doesn't try to stray away from Soren's formula like at all this one I mean the only difference really is this is themed specifically to Europe so it's a lot of European destinations but all of Soren's European destinations are also here and then a few other European destinations. Yeah, like New Swanstein Castle, Eiffel Tower, Eiffel Tower the Uge. The Uge. Um, And it's also a little bit propaganda-y with the airline. Like, you know, fly to all these places for real. Do it for real this time and book your ticket with, with Eurowings. I, I almost said German wings. Eurowings. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be German wings and now it's Eurowings, but I digress. Um, we got to start our day with that, actually. It was the first thing we wrote because it actually opened... Before the park officially opens, they start letting people into Germany. It's like this little Berlin square of sorts. Not unlike... It's not Berlin, right, is it? Well, it's sort of like... I mean, like, Fantasialand is Berlin specifically. Yeah, Fantasialand is old Berlin for some And this one, this entrance plaza, it, it kind of gives me the it's same It's Alexanderplatz. Alexanderplatz? Yeah. Is that a real place? Yeah, it is. But, oh my god, I forgot the city it's in. Um, please hold... I just kind of assumed. I I guess I shouldn't because I've never been to Berlin. It is in Berlin, so okay. So it is Berlin. Berlin. Okay, all right. Yeah, I was right. So yeah, you enter in the the street, which is because the Germany area is quite big. Um, It extends well into the gardens and things. Um, They're right off the entrance. Yeah, but then the gardens have a place to kind of chill out. Yeah, and then you have um, fancy like a restaurant, like a nice restaurant. In a Gasthaus, I think it's called. Um, so there really isn't much in Germany except for that and having the monorail station. I will dive yeah. into the EP Express monorail a little bit later on um, because it took it out of Spain. So we'll discuss it in a little bit. But Aren't some of those rides there in the back, like in that little loop there, are those part of Germany? This is all already Italy. This park has a lot of little tracked rides. Um I believe it's all Italy over here. Right there in the front, you've got like a little antique car ride, little boat ride, a couple of little boat rides. Vintage cars. See, I think that's in Germany. Yeah, it's in Germany. Okay. So the upper midway is in Germany, lower so midway. So the little is antique low. Yeah, the little antique cars by the river are part of Germany. And then there's that little boat ride, the clown themed boat ride with the little clown vignettes. We didn't ride everything because riding everything at Europa Park seems to be like... We rode a lot, though. Virtually impossible. Yeah. We, we did really... I think we did extremely well for our one day. And one day definitely felt like enough. So let's go ahead and... Um... So let's go to Ireland. <laughs> let's go to Ireland. <laughs> so... We didn't actually go into this area. But if we... So we took the sky ride nearby and we saw the area. Observation Tower. Observation Tower. It's <laughs> also in the sky. It's also I mean, it's a, a ride, ride. So therefore it's it is a sky like, ride. I don't want anyone to think... I don't want like the Bob Roll enthusiasts to be like, hey, there's no sky ride here. <laughs> okay. So Ireland was... Um, it was a pre-existing kitty area. And then they rethemed it. 
and it has a little roller coaster. That was like the only. It area. wasn't previously Ireland though, was right. it? No, it was just. And so they made it. Yeah, it was so like they, a subsection of England or whatever, UK. It just didn't have a country theme. It was just ki- like well, kiddie land. How can we have a park and have a country theme? That's why they fixed it. Ireland is home to Baba Express, which is a tiny little kiddie coaster. <laughs> tiny, from like really Art. tiny. We do not know who Art is. But we also didn't ride the coaster. We actually skipped that credit because neither of us really cared that much. Yeah, we just we didn't even set foot in the area, but it looked really cute from the sky ride. Yeah, this was all like a giant playground, which is cool. Very um, European. Very European. I'm going to look up art engineering. I'm pretty sure it was just spun off of Mac rides in some capacity. Was it? What is? Where is this? That, that looks familiar. Yeah, this... Um, uh, well, this is a province. We've been to the province. Okay. But... I would assume they must be related to, to Mac in some way, because, like, I don't know why Mac would ask anyone to build a ride that... Oh, I'll say... Okay, so they... They co-conspired with Lagoon to build Cannibal, apparently. And Bombora, the family coaster there. And... It's funny, though, because it's actually really close to um, Mac, right? It's not the same location, but... Uh, Fridolins, Verruchter, Zalber Express, Fantasiana. Oh, beautiful. That sounds interesting. Anywho, anyway. so this is a, like, tiny kitty coaster, and... Oh, it, it's Water Mountain's Guardian. That's also... That's by them, it's not a... Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, anyway, sorry. Continue. Focus. I'm we are now heading over to forget Ireland. We didn't really care. We didn't yeah. really go in there. Sorry, cute. Ireland. There was a little kitty coaster. I'm sorry, Ireland, that you got relegated to a kitty park. Anywho, anyway, England, England. Okay, we also didn't ride anything in England. We didn't ride anything in England, but it's like it's kind of like but a we street. Around. We yeah. enjoyed it. Um, it has two little flat rides that are indoor, which I think is cute. It's got the like the taxi cab. Yeah, the taxi cab thing is um, I was thinking about. Little cuddle up type ride, and then the London bus, like, um, little kitty crazy bus ride. That's cute. There's also like a bumper cars. A, wow, a bumper cars. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> there's some bumper cars, and they're themed to football. So if you're still listening at this point, that's inside <laughs> the uh, the white dome that's right there in the center. Which I don't think we went in there on this trip, did we? We did not. No, um, nothing too crazy special. Let's move over to the Fairy Tale Forest and the Minion. How you pronounce it? The little the Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Minion Boys. So there's one ride in the Fairy Tale Forest that's the little um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves like gem mine. Kitty track ride that's ride? Like super super cute, very like Disney type of thing, but more, distinctly more European and definitely more focused on like the Grim Tale than on the Disney version. Um, and yeah, tucked away uh, across the bridge over the river from the fairy tale forest area um, is the Arthur area, which is more or less a subsection of fairy tale forest. Yeah, it's kind of like an indoor land-ish, but it's mostly just like an entrance to the ride with a little couple of slides. It's got... And then the ride is kind of overhead. Of, there's like some sort of small... like is it, Wasn't there like a little tower type ride indoor in there? There was like a couple of, of little other oddball things, but it was really... it was It's all about the Arthur the ride. That's... Everything else just kind of is there. Now, so, admittedly, I didn't care for it. Um, I The ride ran well because it's, you know, Mac. But the show scenes were okay. There's the Moulin Rouge scene that was good. I love watching... I, I loved watching POVs of this ride on YouTube. Um, like, so even though I hadn't ridden it, I, I knew I already liked it a lot. <laughs> and was I was really excited for it. And yeah, I actually... Um, it did not have the impact for me that I thought it would. Um, it videotapes really well. It, One problem is that it's trying to use with a lot of screens, flat screens to portray like motion simulator moments, but it doesn't work because you're just flat screens with the, like the quality really of the projections, weak projections on yeah. them, and then you're supposed to imagine being lowered into the grass the, and like, the, growing the size of a. But minimally, whatever. Yeah. And um, it just doesn't work. Like, it's really kind of a really bad, ugly transition between Like, it's scenes. awkward how much better the ride seems to work as a video POV. Because you don't, you're not, you don't notice how much you lose in terms of depth with all of the screens. Because you're watching it on a screen. But when you're seeing it in person, 
the the depth that you lose with all of the screens and the low quality projections is so much more noticeable. And the funny thing is, the ride is so popular. It's actually I think the most popular attraction. Crazy in the park. popular. But it's not something I would ever wait for. Like we uh, we were able to get a virtual queue. So on the app, you can get vir- free virtual queues. You yeah. can skip a couple lines. That kind of like fast pass. Yeah. Back in the day, but it's all virtual. Like Max Pass. Yeah, but for free. For included. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not for all rides. It's just for a right. few. There's but like six rides on the on the. Yeah, and so pass. that worked out. Um, but God, I would have not. I would have pretty been pretty upset. If we had waited for it. It really wasn't that good, in my opinion. But yeah. so yeah, I don't want to spend too I much liked time on it, it. But yeah, it's it wasn't. It ended up not being the highlight that I hoped it would be. Um, Next up, moving on, this we're is going to Austria, my favorite That's, country. Yep. A, in Europa Park because I think the three the triage of rides the log flume, the uh, Alpen Express. Flower Ensign and the Gem Mine walkthrough are such an amazing little interwoven world synergy moment. So let's start with um, the Flower Ensign, which is Open Express. It's like a typical powered mine, no, powered coaster from Mac. Um, you know, it's the park's nothing first else, coaster. But, but the nice thing about it is, is that like you go through these caves, uh, you kind of like a double helix in there, and in those caves is also the log flume. And it's also a really interesting walkthrough, mm-hmm. which is the Gemini walkthrough. And all this kind of really works well together. Lots of animatronics, very pleasant. I could just walk, I could just hang out in the Gemini walkthrough part, like for ages. Yeah, that was really, really fun. Watching the boats go by, there's animatronics and just all sorts of things worth looking at. The walkthrough portion, um, you kind of go up some stairs, you're. You're up on the edge of the building. There's some scenes, and you get a nice view of the first helix, which is an outdoor helix on the flower ensign. Uh, you can see the log flume kind of in the background. Then you go inside, and all the the track of the two rides, the two track rides, are all nicely interwoven with each other. And then the 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 walkthrough is like a series of catwalks and bridges, and staircases up and down. And then it feeds into this like underground gem village. With like little storefronts and stuff, and it's just like this stunning mosaic work, and then it continues into like a jewelry store, <laughs> and then and then before you know it, you're you're back out in the uh, the rest of the Austria area. I just like it was one of the last things that I did on my first Europa Park trip, and I was so glad that I just like we did it because I was like, wait a minute, this is like super cool, and it's always just been a charming thing about the park that I just. Feel like it's it's Europa Park at their best. Yeah, and the uh, the Tiroler Wasserbahn, which is their lock flume, is also really nice because it's nicely decorated. It's not very long, but like it has those big Mac flume boats, and it has a decent layout with uh, one kind of like fast drop. It's elevated, mm-hmm. goes through the caves, which is really fun, and then you have like obviously like your bigger finale drop. Quite a soaker. I was yeah. really wet, but it was. I mean, the weather was nice. At least it's Germany and not. In Florida, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we really enjoyed that area, and then it's also home to like a wave swinger the and then wave swinger. It's home to this the boat ride, the magical used to be. princess that was. They used to have like a jungle cruise esque towboat ride in this goofy little Adventureland area that was literally just like this one ride, but they definitely just did away with the Adventureland area and incorporated the, the walkway to the ride and uh, in, in the ride itself into Austria. Mac has a media company, Mac Media, and they're producing all of these intellectual properties. They're trying to be a Disney type thing. And I say try because it's some aspects of this venture are more successful than others. Um, in this case, it's like we didn't ride the little boat ride, but we did notice how it looked from the monorail and, it's definitely interesting looking, but it's, I would be curious, maybe not positively or negatively, but just kind of ambivalently curious, uh, if, if the reskin of this ride into, it's about a little Austrian princess girl, I guess, um, when she has her own TV show or, or whatever, I'd be kind of curious how it went, but I'd be afraid that it wouldn't be, uh, like, it wouldn't seem like a very, uh, substantial reskin of the ride because i remember liking the jungle cruise type thing that it was before and now it has a completely different theme and i, I don't know it seems it's just looking at it it looked a little odd a little like 
I don't know, kind of out of place, but I really shouldn't be passing too much judgment. It's probably a, would be a good one for us to YouTube or something out of curiosity. Um, but anyway, after Austria, oh, and the, there's the little, how could I forget, there's a little mushroom swing, the zero wave swinger. That's a giant mushroom. Yeah, we did talk about it. Already. Did yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for like a quick second. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's follow <laughs> that walkway into what does I think the most beautiful area share with the Netherlands because you know. Yeah. Um, is Spain, Spain because Spain also has uh, a really distinct. It's kind of like a like a half moon shaped walkway. It's like a half circle. Super nice. Um, but it's just very nicely detailed, and there is good sidelines. It's also where the entrances are to most of the hotels. So most of the hotels... The hotel that's right there is a Spanish hotel, right? Yeah, they got three Spanish-themed hotels, um, slash Portuguese hotels, I guess. And then Coliseo and Bell Rock all enter there. Yeah. So it's like a big entrance of five hotels, which is kind of neat. My first visit, my Europa Park day, started there. Like, starting in Germany this time, even though that's like the normal entrance, was kind of a new thing for me, because prior to that, it's like, oh, Spain, like, this is where our Europa Park... Adventure begins as resort guests. And uh, it's also home to a couple of flat rides, um, some really nice restaurants, and then also the, the one of the stations to the Rope Park Express, the EP Express, which is the big monorail. Yeah. So this park has a couple of different monorails. This is the big one that goes around the park, a la Disneyland style. It has three stations, uh, Germany, Spain, and Greece. And then there's another monorail, which we'll get to in a little bit, that has two stations. It's like a little outdoor, like more of like a people movery type monorail. Whereas the MP Express is like the big monorail. The EP Express, yeah. Oh, MP, MP, EP Express. MP I'm Express sorry. is an SLC. MP Express is an um, SLC. Not similar. <laughs> so EP Express is fine. I mean, it, it was a cute ride. Um, pretty nice to kind of get like a scenic view. Also with the train ride, because they also have a True. traditional train that has like a station in Russia. And I forget where else. Did we ride it? We didn't no, ride the little train. No, no, we rode both of the monorails, but we did not ride the little train. Um, so, so yeah. Um, lots of fun transportation rides here. It's very pleasant. It's a pleasant experience to get up to the front of the park. We took it from Spain um, to Germany to kind of restart our lap because we did kind of like two laps around the park. Yeah. Um, and that was really pleasant. Station's nice. Um, overall, you know, n- nice visit to the park because it's such a den- densely packed park. Kind of like the monorail in Anaheim. It's just fun to just kind of look at, at, at all of it happening. Um, travels quite a distance. We enjoyed it. We also rode the other monorail. We'll talk about it a little bit later, which I think I enjoyed even more. Yeah. Uh, so Spain, we didn't actually ride much. We just took the yeah, monorail we, out. Yeah, we technically didn't uh, ride. We like, saw a photo a op ride. with the, the mouse guy, mouse oh, yeah. bubbleier, I don't know his name. Volatarium and the mice and like there's... The, the number of Disney parallels here is still very entertaining. And we haven't even gotten to, like, the most Disney-ish Disney stuff, which is the funniest thing. Yeah, there's some pretty uh, <laughs> funny stuff here where... And they're, they're, they're pretty transparent about it. Like, they would never deny that they didn't take, like, tons of Disney influence um, back when Disney was not a presence in Europe. It was an opportunity for them to, like, be Europe, do some stuff yeah. that worked with for Disney, and so it's going to work for us. But then some of it has really not aged well, and it's actually pretty funny... Um, but yeah, okay, so moving... Next on the list will be Portugal, yeah, Portugal. Which is right next to it. Also not a whole lot to the area. Yeah, it almost feels area. like they took Spain and they had to like, well, I had this new idea so we can introduce a new country. Yeah. So Lantica Super Splash, which is a Max Super Splash, yeah. as the name implies. It has a um, great queue and a great station. The queue is honestly kind of wild. And a nice splashdown. It is a really normal ride. It's just like a production model. Very off the shelf otherwise. Um, but, but the queue can hold like thousands of people. It's, it's pretty huge. insane. Which is the case for most queues there, but that's a particularly wild one. So you enter a pirate ship, which has a couple of pirate animatronics. It's like crash. Not really a pirate ship. More of like a like it's an a, exploration like a, Portuguese ship. Because, it's like the, it reminded me of the Columbia. Because point. back in the you know back in the day in the golden age of the Netherlands, for example, when um, you know Portugal, Netherlands, the UK, those were like you know the big superpowers on the oceans. Um, so that's obviously the kind of the point of Atlantica Super Splash is you know the Atlantic ship. Mm-hmm. Adventures of the Portuguese, um, and then after you go to the ship, there's a lot of suspects outside. Luckily, we don't have to wait in them. And then you go up in this giant fort, the fort, and that fort houses even more queue. You just can't believe how much queue this place holds. <laughs> and then below that is the station with even more space bags, yeah. and then you get to the actual ride. Uh, ride itself, I mean, quite simple, right? Yeah. It, does, it just does, you know. After Chime on Ocean Kingdom, it felt very simple. It was very <laughs> simple. Um, I enjoyed. 
the integration with the midways around it so that, like, you know, people can get really wet and there's, like, these flash effects and the monorail kind of Yeah, the outdoor it. monorail offers great There's, like, things. the fake dolphins that, like, make dolphin sound, you know? Like, and friggin' uh, Greece has the same dolphins. So, like, there's just a dolphin fascination here. <laughs> yeah, anywhere there's blue water they yeah. figure they put dolphin they statues put dolphins in them. in it, yeah. Uh, not real dolphins, dolphin no. statues. They probably have dolphins in the little Austria Adventureland Lagoon, too. Just <laughs> you imagine? Them. Like, who knows? That's so funny. Who knows? Um... But yeah, so yeah, that's really it for Portugal. Like, yeah, it's Portugal just, just, just that ride. ride. Like, I can't remember when they added Super Splash and, like, Portugal was, like, a new area for the ride. So I'm guessing that, like, they took a little bit. Uh, and this was before Iceland had been opened. So I think it was just a little bit of... Oh, you went before Iceland opened? No, I just remember reading about gotcha. it. I remember okay. reading about Super Splash and being like, oh, Portugal, new country. Um, and it was like... They were already started work probably on Iceland because like you'll notice like with Wodan for example like it's definitely intertwined and like it was co-designed I think with Super Splash in mind. So yeah, let's talk about Iceland. Um, first of all, funny story: we came in through the Scandinavia side and it said in Icelandic Iceland, which is spelled island. Yeah, just and, island. And for a second, like oh my god, we're going to the moment. island. It's the island of Scandinavia. Yeah. But anyway, that was just funny in the moment. It's just it funny. Translate, the, but. So the funniest for me, Iceland cracks me up because it's like, I feel like they had room to expand. They wanted this big expansion, and but they were like sort of running out of countries. Um, so Iceland of all places got like the giant, like double E ticket roller coaster area and the splash battle. And then you have like Scandinavia next to it, which is all four countries in one area that is have, like, smaller that is smaller rides, than Iceland. Like, yeah. I kind of feel like they should redistribute, they should turn the whole area into like the Nordic countries. Because technically Scandinavia doesn't even include Norway, if I'm not mistaken. It's Sweden, Denmark. I don't think there's and- Norwegian flags either though. Over there. Yeah, well, no, that little emblem on the, on the map has oh, the four true. flags. It, it it's is like a little it quad is, is true. cross. So I think they should, in my humble opinion, because Scandinavia technically doesn't even include Norway, but the five countries together are the Nordic countries. I think they should turn the whole area, Iceland and Scandinavia, into the Nordic countries. Uh, and then it's not like this one little country with all of these big-ass rides, and then like four countries crammed into the small uh, Scandinavia midway. Yeah, anyway, let's talk about the rides. Um, so Wodan, which is their big GCI wooden coaster, stands very tall, kind of has the, um, in very many ways, it honestly felt so much like Apocalypse, is on a different scale. Because, Mountain. yeah, because that's the same thing where it has a little pre-lift, and then it has a pretty tall lift, and then a high turnaround, and a dive underneath its own superstructure, and then it kind of has this, like, you know, kind of out and back moment. And then it has a kind of like separated loop that um, it's kind of separated from the rest of the ride, ride plot. Here it's intertwined with oh, totally. Atlantic Super Splash. You can tell that the rides were designed at like the exact same time. Yeah, which, so which they, they were. totally feel like super similar, um, except for one that's a little bit larger. But believe it or not, I actually prefer Apocalypse. Prefer, prefer Apocalypse. I feel like I for the size of Wodan, um, doesn't do a whole lot. It doesn't do a whole lot at all. It's kind of short, it. and um, yeah, it has some big elements which I kind of enjoyed. I mean, it was, it, I, there's no bad GCIs. No. Like I have a hard time stumbling here. Well, there might words, be one or two. But I just I like all GCIs. I'm always yeah. such a big fan. So like, yeah, it's still a good ride. Uh, but I feel like for the size and for how much it's hyped up wasn't all that for me personally. Yeah. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And for me, like, I really enjoyed it, and I've always liked that ride. And I think it's probably my favorite coaster there. But um, we did the virtual queue, and it, I mean, it takes you, you straight, straight on, to the ride. Which is like, nice. Yeah. And it's almost, but then I was, like, kind of bummed because the queue for the ride is amazing. If, I, if memory serves. I don't know. It's been a long time. Like, maybe it isn't as amazing as I thought it was when I went, like, nine years ago. But I think on our next visit, like, maybe we should go through the queue. But on the other hand, it's like, well, if you can shave off 45 minutes of your day by doing virtual queue, like, why would you Not go through it, yeah. the queue? Like, it's no queue is worth, like, waiting in when you could not wait in it. Especially since Europa Park doesn't accommodate row requests. So, like, you're going to get assigned whatever row you're assigned, whether you wait in line or you don't. So we just walked right up. It felt like we were walking up like a service staircase, right? Which it probably was before they started the virtual queue system. 
and I and I was like excited that we got on so quick because the the lines for some of these rides we walked straight like on up to an hour, which is funny because yeah, it's still a busy park. It's still like springtime, so yeah, we kind of lucky with that. Um, and of course, it also wrote Blue Fire, which is my favorite coaster yeah. at the park. I really enjoyed Blue Fire. I'm a big Steel Maybe Looper that kind one's of guy. my favorite. I don't know because I really it ran love so well. The layout is awesome. The ter- like the the plot under the ride. Uh, it was my second Blue Stunning. Fire clone because I had written first one, one in Steel China Racers. at Wuchi Sunak Land, which I really enjoyed that already, and it wasn't quite as well themed. <laughs> it was like a decent cube, but like it wasn't super well themed. And it has the, the like the jump, the dancing fountains like along the launch. Like yeah, has, and I, I, I like the Anderson the queue. The presents yeah, are awesome, but then they're in. I mean, there really isn't much to the queue for. Um, Blue Fire either because they hey, practically have a giant building of just switchbacks and some pretty poor animations on the walls. Yeah, the sponsorship. Yeah, it's room. just kind of really annoying. Kind of like an Epcot moment of like... And then you get outside and you just kind of stand in like this really long line with nothing else to look yeah. at between the launch and that building. So the queue isn't anything about home about because most of the queue has now been converted into either overflow or also water overflow. So Wodan yeah. and Blue Fire share the same queue space. Yeah. They just use it for whichever ride needs it more. And when you're usually and Wodan. you can walk through it and just we did we went in there and just looked around and took pictures. Yeah, it's fun. We actually kind of like roamed around all Blue Fire um, and opened midways because there wasn't little, enough. Wasn't there like a little sign for it that said like viewing or, or yeah, something? Yeah, it said like Blue Fire or like loop viewing or yeah, something. Yeah, so it was some it was a tiny little, little it was a tiny little sign that was like pointing. Through the uh, superstructure for Wodan, like basically, like go this way if you want to look at the rise or something. And it's like, oh, this is nice. Like they used the overflow queue as like, like viewing area, if, yeah. yeah, like a little walkthrough attraction if they're not using it for queue, which I don't think they need it for queue On our for either of these rides, yeah, um, most of the time. Well, it seems to be used quite a bit in, in photos and videos, but yeah, it wasn't that busy, I guess, during our trip. But yeah, Blue Fire really impressed. Uh, it's aging really well. The, Ran the, really the scenes smoothly. before the launch are way better than I remember. And you can go inside the little buildings in Iceland and like watch the launch dispatch from inside the little storefronts, which I did not know until this visit. Like we wandered in there and I'm like, oh my god, the ride's right there. Like you can So the cool thing is, guys, um on our YouTube channel and this is actually our longest vlog we've ever done. It's an hour long vlog. Um, I actually really love this vlog. Oh my I can't wait to watch it back. We show Me you too. like all corners of this park. Really fun. So if a lot of this is like wow, like hard to visualize because we're kind of just like rampaging through this. Yeah. Watch that vlog. It's like an hour of just like really cool fun rampaging stuff. Rampaging through this is exactly how we approach the park. Us <laughs> <laughs> making mistakes and what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, so definitely go check out our YouTube channel. Um, shameless plug. <laughs> anyway, um, in Scandinavia as well. Well, in Iceland we kind of. Did that and we didn't just, do the splash battle. We didn't do obviously. the, the will to splash think battle. We really do those. And then you got a hot dog. I got a yeah. I got a vegan Icelandic hot dog, and I made the mistake in the vlog of saying, "Oh my god, like IKEA," but IKEA is totally from freaking Sweden. And you and put it's a little, headquartered Netherlands. There, yeah, whatever. I'll put a little note so there. Anywho's, it was really great. Sven actually recommended it. And what's funny so. is if you've been to Reykjavik, like you know that hot dogs are a big thing there. So I thought yeah. it was funny that. They had an actual hot dog stand in Iceland with, like, really good hot dogs. Um, that is they funny. definitely did their research. Um, and then let's move on to Scandinavia, Scandinavia itself. So, so the rest of the Nordic countries. You have a swinging ship, all cute, all happy, Vindjana. all dandy, all fun. But the real star is Fjord Rafting. Yeah. Okay, so Fjord Rafting, like, big path burned down alongside yeah. Piraten and Batavia, which is in a different area we'll talk about later. Um, but they had to rebuild some of it, so they kind of put more theming into it, and honestly, this raft ride was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I got wet, but, like, I really, really enjoyed it nonetheless. If you have seen Frozen, and the trolls in Frozen, those are based on actual, uh, Norwegian mythology. That might be... Norsk, right? Or, no, yeah, normal people probably Norsk know about that. I, would, I didn't quite realize or put that two and two together, but it actually kind of makes sense in retrospect, because... Everything in Frozen is is kind of based on local, like, North, Norse mythology, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the trolls um, from Frozen, more or less, are in uh, fjord rafting. So there's a lot of scenes on the ride that are very cute. Like, they really did a fabulous job breathing new life into this rapids ride. Rapids rides, I feel like, are having a moment for us here at Coaster Kings, because, like, We've really been enjoying some rapids rides lately. Fjord yeah, rafting, we just, uh, well, there's, shipwreck rapids. Like uh, we rode Infinity Falls recently yeah. again. 
Uh, we love Kali. We just did. Oh, we just uh, rode Grizzly River Run again say, for the yep. first time in a while, and it was amazing for the first time in forever. I should say. As far as there is a scallop roof for Germany, which is doing uh, that trip. Yes. So yeah, we're definitely kind of on the kick. But yeah. this this I enjoyed because it took a naturalistic approach, which I'm always kind of like for that. I think, um, though, a really heavily themed one like Excalibur is really unique. There really aren't that many dark ride. Uh, rapids rides out there in fact there's yeah. like almost none they're mostly just this kind one of has thematic. just like that one scene in the rock in the tunnel, which is really cool yeah. um, it has yeah. that waterfall like this this rapids ride for some reason uses at three separate points a wave machine to wave you around which is <laughs> like unusually large amount so you have a wave section that's kind of early on in the ride then you have one that's by the fjord water like by the fjord buildings and then you have one where the waterfalls are it's it's like it's it's a wave it's a wave pool central mm-hmm. and, and fjord rafting. Um, I, just, I just enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a great ride, especially because it's so intimate in some points. But it's all by there, this beautiful Scandinavian architecture and yes, now the like edge. Was, it's like a poster. Yeah, it's really really fun, and it's honestly one of the biggest Margaret things. I remember as a kid, I, I lived uh, on the German border for most of my life, and um, whenever we go to Germany to like shop for clothes and stuff, there'd be like these coupons for Europa Park. And it always had the freaking fruit rafting yeah. on it. Yeah. It was always fruit rafting on it. Of that ride. So um, it was kind of fun finally riding it, actually. We weren't, I mean, we rode it towards the end of the day because it was sort of one of those rides where, like, well, if we run out of time, we run out of time. But then once we rode it, we were like, wait a minute. Like, this was a total highlight. Yeah, I'm so glad we did that. It was a total yeah, highlight totally. for the day. I now, think Europa Park is definitely trending up because I think two of our favorite rides the whole day were actually their two most recent attractions. Yeah, like, Fjord because rafting. they were, like, forced to yeah. update it. Yeah, forced to rebuild it and make it better, so... Um, and then in rafting. the same area is a Snowy oh, Tourin. Yeah, so really Snowy Tourin is um, a dark ride to promote Ulantica. So Ulantica, that new water park, it's indoor, heavily themed, has a main character, Snowy. It's a little octopus. And the little octopus, Snorri, he's like super venture, super cute, he's Norsk, or whatever he is. And you go through this little dark ride, which is underground, so it's underneath the midway level, so it's like kind of like a hidden building. Um, and it just kind of takes you on this little tour with these like evil mermaids, I don't know, it's a wild story, it doesn't really matter. Um, and then there's actually a part where they pull this like really classic kind of vehicles into these little simulators. Like the yeah, track does a whole lot of work moment. it doesn't yeah. need to do. But they could because they could, I guess, and then you end with a simulator. A really fun, cute ride, yeah. highly themed. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it was cute. One of the better and dark I feel rides like in the park. People just didn't know it was there. Like there was, yeah, a, there really was like a little sign out front yeah. saying like, "Oh, it's no return." Like this area that this ride is in used to be just like you go downstairs. It was like a little diorama. Like it was literally just a small walkthrough. They put a whole dark ride down there. Yeah, I don't know if, cool. like, there had always been space down there. Like, maybe there used to be a dark ride, and then it closed, or whatever. But, like, there's... The whole midway, the big... Like, the main drag for Scandinavia is elevated. So, like, the whole ride is happening beneath you. It's very um, clever use of space. Makes sense, because, like, the Rapids ride is also on ground level. So, when you're up in that So, what midway, I think is, what if Snowy Toon, because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it shares... Show bowling with pirates and with Batavia. pirates and Tavia. Since it was all built at the same time, and the rapid tried to share the tunnel with it. Yeah, it's like three rides sharing kind it's of like one show building. They may have had some more room for it, it in the process, and they were able to put a little yeah. extra ride in there. Although, I, but then I thought didn't Snorri Turin happen before the fire? No, I don't think so. I can't even remember. That must we have apologize been if we're like completely messing up the timeline because like this didn't Snorri Turin open. Well, maybe not, because it opened in coincidence with uh, Rulantica, like, to promote the park. So I guess it opened in, like, 2020. But then when was the fire? Like, Snow Return opened actually in 2019. Okay. Okay, yeah. Because it's it was really about, like, because it's a Nordic-themed hotel, they're like, yeah, we'll put a ride in the area that is themed... Sean is looking it up right now. Because like, when was the Pirates in Batavia fire? But like, the Pirates of Batavia fire twenty eighteen. They are co-built, so they totally. So all that is co-built. So yeah, it so, just took them way longer to build Piraten than they did to build Snowy, yeah. which is the quickest fix. So Snowy Torin came as a con- like as a result of the construction area, the construction zone with the fire. Um, God, is that long ago already? It feels more recent. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, it does feel recent. 
It's like four years ago. I couldn't remember if that had happened before or after COVID. Like, that's how messed up I, my It was is. before COVID. I thought it was March. Anywho, anyway, so yes. Pirates of Batavia. We are building. in the Netherlands now. So, we're leaving Scandinavia, and we're going through this little hallway into... <laughs> yeah, the little enclosed walkway with a so shop I, and stuff. So, my favorite area, not just because I'm Dutch, and I really enjoy having, like, Dutch-themed areas that are pretty accurate... But it is objectively But it definitely is the best area because um, it's the only area with no sideline issue. So, like, the whole Dutch area, like, the whole, like, plaza, the Holland area, is, it's, like, a little um we call it, which is kind of, like, a sea town kind of city, um, which, with high four-story kind of buildings. So, like, it's, it gives it's me really nicely, like, like Diagon Alley vibes Yeah, totally. So, like, it's really, they can't really see any other land from it. And the only other way to get to Scandinavia is, like, to go through the tunnel. So, yeah. Um, enjoyed that part of it. Um, we have our favorite restaurant and our favorite yeah, ride here. The best ride in the park and the best restaurant in the park are right And here. perhaps the best snack if you're at the Puffages. Yeah. We have Puffages there. easily the best walk-up. I love this area. So, so funny. Yeah. And like, not to like suck my own Dutch dick, I guess, but like, I just really love <laughs> this area. Just just said, <laughs> I mean, listen, we'll get it. I think, hopefully. Anyway, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's start with the Puffages. So they have a Puffages con. Uh, so I got a little restaurant where they sell Puffages. are like little... Mini pancakes. Little, pan- little flying saucer-shaped pancakes. So traditionally, you get it with a little bit of butter and it's a powdered sugar on it. But you can also nowadays get it like most places with like hazelnut or chocolate, whatever. So Alice had the chocolate one. I just got the classic. A little bit of butter and some powdered sugar. Um, phenomenal. And then we actually had to rush eating because we got Virgil Q for Pirata. Now suddenly the Virgil Q was ready early. So then we're going to the virtual queue. Um, Pirates in Batavia um, is their new stellar modern dark ride, water ride. They um, changed everything. It is really stupid good. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, so the queue itself. Um, so Batavia is in Indonesia, which was a like a trade town in the golden age of the Netherlands um, that was set up there. It's the modern day Jakarta. Anyway, so that's kind of what the setting is. And then this pirate, which is like a modern Dutch, blue-eyed, blonde pirate. He's kind of with, a stud. With fucking tattoos and he's, shit. Like, he's he's kind of hot. to you by Mac Media. <laughs> Mac Media took the opportunity to create a sexy daddy pirate <laughs> with blonde hair and blue eyes who is in charge of the ride. And we're, I'm just like, holy And this magical map. And he like fights tigers shit. and shit. Like, it's pretty wild. And uh, he and his little... Is it a monkey, right? Is it a monkey? No, it's an otter. Oh, it's that's a, right. It's an otter. It's a fucking sea otter. <laughs> we love it. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Anywho, so like otter friend and like <laughs> this multilingual Dutch, English, German speaking Oh, yeah, he speaks pirate, French, too. He uh, speaks French. French. Like, <laughs> he, he went to Dutch high school for sure. Right. And, um, <laughs> he must have applied for uh, KLM Royal Dutch Airlines oh with all God. those. With all those language qualms. This is amazing. <laughs> Anywho, so then, like, you go through this queue, and, like, he has this magical map that, like, takes us to, like, the Temple of the Tiger, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which is now the right. And then, so, like, you you board. The queue is incredible. So, if I'm not way. mistaken, you actually do board in Amsterdam, but I'm maybe yeah, in Batavia. I'm not entirely sure. Or maybe you because, start in Rotterdam or something. No, no, no. It's, it's either Amsterdam area or, like, in North Holland, or it's actually in Batavia because it was Dutch people building their own town in the Indies. So I'm not entirely sure, because I was just, you know, you're not, not in that room very long. The Anywho. Que- but the queue is, like, super amazing, because it's like a, at one point you go in, it's like a two-story room. Yeah, it's like a big like warehouse. Warehouse. It's, it, it was, it's. And then you go outside into the streets, but then you immediately did, board your boat. So I'm not entirely sure where we are. In this queue, like, amazing. So amazing then you movie. sail through, like, the dark, cloudy, almost like, uh, through the hole under yeah. similar dream situation, and then um, you got some lightning strikes, he speaks to you. And then there is this, like, drop. Yeah. And it's, the drop is awesome. The drop is awesome. It's you, not, like, super big, you but it's, like, a decent size. You sail into the first scene, and it just... A lot of speed. is so beautiful. And you it's sail into this rainforest. Blossoms around you as and you splash the whole down. scene, like, lights up as you splash down. And then there's this portal, kind of, like, through the rocks that's outside, like, kind of, like, this, like, screen behind... Almost like Navi River Journey, but not quite as high detail. Yeah. But, you know, kind of, like, they use screens in the distance to, like, create depth, which really worked on this. And then you sail through this, and then there's this water screen that you go towards, and there's, like, um, projections on a water screen yeah. that are, like, shadows, and that brings you to the next scene. Lots of animatronics. Um, the scenes are really detailed. So there's not like Pirates of the Caribbean where there's, like, a ton of scenes. 
Here it's more split up between like five really distinct like kind in of one environments scene for a really long time, and they're very and they really like world build these kind of worlds. And the facial expressions on the animatronics are just incredible. There's not a character that is also mentioned in the queue. She is a um, like a, an an Asian descent. I take it more regional to the Batavia, Karta, Indonesia region character, and she is also a pirate. So they have a modern. Asian representation, mm-hmm. b- boss girl pirate, uh, also in there. Girl boss pirates in Batavia. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, I love the two characters, how completely different they are. Um, and then, so you're kind of like in the Indonesian area, and then um, all the show scenes actually connect in a way, so you can actually see through the second major scene into the final um, temple jungle area. Anyway, then there's a typical four situation with like exploding cannons and the pirate ship, and them being on the ledge and the otter, and it's almost uh, in a way if you're familiar with um, Tokyo Disney Seas, Shandu and Sinbad oh, yes. on the uh, story you know, that kind of relationship Sinbad. where it's like the, the cheeky but really smart yeah. little tiger that saves Sinbad's ass half the time. Yeah, um, it's kind of like the otter and the Dutch pirate guy. This was big storybook voyages. Yeah, Sinbad vibes. Um, and then there's really a nice use of projection mapping, and then the final scene eventually that you get to, and I'm gonna go with everything you have the big temple where there's a tiger and then um you know the bad guy climbing away um, and then the magical map unlocks the temple and then you go into the temple itself which is a really clever projection, projection mapping, mapping. Oh, almost like uh, indiana jones and her temple forbidden eye when like they do that really smooth projection mapping when you choose On the, the door Mara, yeah that's kind of how that whole scene is it's but it's gorgeous. like with water and then there's the map in the middle and um you know and then you and really the buy. final scene is you do a little loop around <laughs> the, the final, final, final yeah. scene <laughs> is inside of Bumble Bay, which is a Bamboo Bay, I guess, in English, yeah. um, is their restaurant, which the, the, the ride sails through. And funny enough, you can actually sit like in all parts of the ride. There's yeah. like elevated seating above the ride. So it's kind of cool. And then we left Pilata Batavia and we were like kind of hungry and they just opened the doors to Bumble Bay so like okay this is the rest we have to hit spent yeah, all this day great table Indonesian food I love that because if anyone the food was superb if anyone listening is Dutch you know that like Indonesian food is a really big part of our culture and like we make it a lot and we yeah. eat a lot and then we call Chinese food in, we call Indonesian food sometimes even Chinese food even though it's not even Chinese um, so we went and ate, ate at Bumble Bay and they had vegan options like it was just like all around working out and they assigned tables, which kind of scared us. We're like, oh my god, we're like table eight. Are we in a good spot? But table eight was still facing the water. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, we had this awesome tapioca with like um, traditional Indonesian. Tempura banana, you guys. Yeah, the, the, the typical like sugary <laughs> fried banana. Um, so good. Really awesome. We had um, uh, like, a, like a bami, uh, which is uh, like a noodle dish. And mm-hmm. they made it vegan. They yeah. had like a vegan option with like cilantro and stuff on there. It was just overall, like, honestly, one of my favorite food meals. It was a premium meals. dining was really experience good. that was quick. We had some little made. vegan um, lumpias. Yeah. Oh, yes, the lumpias. Like, like, yeah, those were awesome. Oh, no, they were like little baby no, lumpias. I'm like hungry. I want to go eat there. It was good it was as well. so good. Um, but yeah, so this ride and the restaurant attached, I mean, slam. Probably our favorite part in the park. It's like, we wrote that thing the most. Anything we wrote, wrote it like four five times. Four or five something. times. Because later there was no line. Yeah, we had to wait like an hour. Because the station only holds one boat at a time, which is kind of weird because yeah. they could have done more given it was like completely rebuilt. Yeah. But I digress. Um, and then we rode it like three or four times in a row at the later in the day. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So anyway, yeah. we so really we loved like, that. We really, really fun. This ride definitely wears its influences on its sleeve. Like, I think what's great about this ride is not, it's not an original ride. It's not an original idea. It, it's not trying to be. This ride succeeds and is memorable and just a huge knockout because it takes the, all of the right influences from a lot of different places. Like, there's a little bit... Obviously, Pirates of the Caribbean is, like, the source material, but it's so much... It's so different from Pirates. It helps that it's not in the Caribbean. It helps that it's a really Asian influence yeah. because it's in East... There's Southeast Asia. A little bit the of Pirates is. of the Caribbean. There's a little bit of Fanta Makana at... Efteling, there's a little bit of Simba, the Hollander. Sim, yeah, Flink of the Hollander, Simbad Storybook Adventures, a little bit of um, well, Simba, oh, Simbad's um, Storybook Voyages, voyages yeah. yeah, and even it, even um, some of it reminded me of like Mystic Manor, like the, all the oh, projection totally. mapping yeah. and stuff. Like there was just 
there was a lot of great callbacks to like great dark rides and stuff like Europa Park is doing their research and it, and it doesn't feel like it rips off of any It doesn't ride. at all. It's just kind of refreshing because it just feels um, like oh they they did their research. Like And they, I'm sure people know, but like so much of Fantas sorry, of Europa Park's dark rides in fact like almost all of them they're like not as good as the original ripoffs. Yeah. So like they're like really ripoffy, like no hate and I really it's like charming in a way cuz they're classic and yeah. ripoffy. But this is the only dark ride, really, at the park. Along with Snowy 2. Well, Snowy 2 is so small. Yeah. It's almost like a fancy land ride in yeah. the U.S. It's like, it's like a little... This is the only, like, ticket. big box attraction. But this is, like, their one true that e-ticket really dark ride. It really felt like a cool, unique experience. I and really it just, enjoyed it. Yeah. It just... It felt like a, a love no, letter like how to, I think to I'm dark rides. Like, if you love dark rides, and if you've been to, like, Disney parks and Universal parks around the world and enjoyed dark rides at places like Efteling... Um, that, like you'll love this ride. It's it's them. It's just a a per, like they understood the assignment. They understood the assignment. They killed it. The ride is so so awesome. Um, but yeah, and then so the Netherlands area, aside from the major dark ride and the restaurant, there's a coffee cup ride because the Dutch love their coffee. There's the little uh, regatta ride because again, you know, wayfinding boats, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then from there, we're kind of back in the middle of the park. You got to Luxembourg, which is funny because yeah. this park is really close to Luxembourg uh, and France. It's actually really close to France, Switzerland, and Luxembourg. Yeah. And we have all those yet to talk about. That's why it's Europa. It's kind of funny. It's like, oh, this um, park is where you're. So comes. this monorail, which, like we said, is outdoor earlier, um, it's almost like an RCT kind of like monorail, like RCT2. Um, it has a but couple like stations. Ones. Yeah. Um, it has really one, fun. It has one giant segment, like going from. The carousel of Rolantica to um, Scandinavia is like almost the, the entire ride, and then we got off in Scandinavia, and that was actually when we got the hot. Yeah, ride. and that's also how you go and like go over um, like fjord rafting, and it's how you end up going um, over Rolantica go Circus, and then over the little Austrian girls boat ride. And then yeah, and I really enjoyed it. It was more fun because like, it's open yeah. air, so you really get to kind of look around, and um, especially around the Atlantica. I mean, Atlantica. Sorry, see now it's in my brain. Uh, Atlantica, super splash. You see, it. like <laughs> um, you know, the boat splashing down, the kitchen yeah. away. Like it, it was actually really pleasant. So uh, that was fun. Um, next up on our grand tour is Russia. So in Russia, we we'll start with the little Ice Queen's magical yeah, yeah. crazy so adventure. The, the Snow Queen. Has her little dark ride. The I mean, it's a tiny little ride, the Schlitten fart. Um, and this was like Frozen before Frozen was Frozen, before Frozen was popular. Well, it's more like Russian Frozen. I know, but it's the Snow Queen, is it not? Like, yeah, it, and this crazy but snow it takes place as well in, in Russia as opposed to like in Norway. But in yeah, cold ass Siberian Russia. Yeah, so it's a really cute, but like yeah, super I, I, the thing I enjoyed about it ride. is because um, it's a simple ride, like it's not very large. It's kind of like a fancy land, kind of small dark ride. But um, it had a unique theme, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, the really cool kind of, like, Russian architecture. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the Red Square kind of stuff. Um, so I enjoyed that. That was really fun. And then there was the infamous... Euromir. So, Euromir. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if anyone knows. And if you know, like, send us a message I on social know, media. But, like, there is, like, on the French trains for the for the Bay, like, the Wego and the Inui mm-hmm. and stuff... There's like a little like a little jingle, little jingle. for announcement that goes da, 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 da. and um, for some freaking reason that was in the station they played the chime they played it, like in, in the, the middle station. of the song and Sean and I like we stopped and we, we looked at each other and we were like ah it's like it's kind of like our little jingle like we literally pulled up on we YouTube, say it to each other all the time seconds. we literally communicate using this jingle like so it was kind of fun that was in there <laughs> anyway this is like their first kind of like custom own like big roller coaster idea that was like its own concept I feel like this so was, was cool Europa Park's like first like original attraction like their first signature ride that was I mean I guess Schweizabobon like building their bobsleds was definitely like a signature moment. But I feel like Euromir was, like, really their first, like, icon. Like, it was such an iconic... And it's still an iconic. I remember seeing pictures of it in a book when I was a kid. Thinking, like, wow. Like, oh, it's super icon. Those towers stylish. and stuff? It is a style icon, this ride. Oh, totally. And um, so, what? I mean, most people listening to this probably know, but Euromir is uh, kind of like the first ever max spinning coaster. Um, and here, it's like a mix of controlled spinning and uncontrolled spinning. It's, no, well, it's programmed it's all, the whole way. It's all programmed. It's all programmed. So, like, you have to... Sh- 
typical for this park. This giant spiral lift spiral that has like four or five trains on it at the same time, and like you go up the side of this giant record. Um, sorry, giant rocket, <laughs> and then you'll go around the top of this, these like glass towers, and then you have a couple of like drops and helices and stuff. Honestly, the legroom is really shit, but I must say I really enjoy besides the uncomfortness. For most of the ride, I really actually really enjoyed the layout. It ran pretty well. Like, it ran pretty smooth. I enjoyed the backwards parts, forwards parts. It gets pretty intense. Like, the bottomless drops are no joke. Like, it is an intense ride. There's some really cool landscaping, actually. You can't even really see off-ride anymore. But, like, you go down by, like, the bottom yeah. of the ride plot, and there's, like, these... Like, you go through these tunnels, and there's, like, this, like, little pond. Like, it's a really nice landscape. Um, it is when you hit the final brakes that it really fucking sucks, because <laughs> it just hurts so bad when you slam... Yourself into this metal. This ride front of the, the ride vehicles. is a portrait of a young Mac rides. I mean, I guess the the company is not young. It's been around for a really really long time, like two hundred plus years. But it just feels like a young roller coaster company, spry and ambitious, and uh, you know, getting their getting their bearings and working themselves around their their concepts, like kind of like the way Bush Gardens when they built Kumba it was like B and M figuring themselves out and, like, doing some pretty wild shit uh, early on in their design process. And that's how Euromirror feels, because there's nothing quite like it. Like, they never built another one of these. Other Mac spinners feel a lot different, because they're all random spinning, and they have a... They're bigger vehicles, they have a different track bed. Like, there's just... It doesn't feel like any other roller coaster in the world, honestly. Like, it's a... It's, it's truly a signature experience and, like, a quintessential... Europa Park ride because it was never imitated or copied or cloned or anything. It is just like a distinctly uh, unique experience to this park. So, and a classic, still a classic, a little rough around the edges, but like a must ride always. And then next up we have Greece. Now Greece is home to um, two roller coasters, a madhouse and a mad busy freaking restaurant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was really popular. Honestly, I was totally moved for some Greek food, so I can totally imagine myself going there next for food next year, uh, wherever we come back. Um, but let's talk with let's talk about the hidden coaster, which is the uh, Pegasus, which used to be called Youngstar Pegasus to promote the Youngstar model. Um, which we're riding another one this summer when we're going to ride uh, Zone Beep Beep. Oh yeah, it's Park Warner. Anywho, so this is um, a Mac. Oh, sorry, like I already said. Uh, actually, my second one. I wrote one in. We wrote the uh, one at Chaimon Paradise. Yeah, over in Guangzhou. It was um, the same layout as this, except the drop is really shallow. Instead of like going down to the ground, it's like super elevated. And, and then this like is also my <laughs> second version of the water coaster because I wrote Polar a very similar one. Yeah. yeah, so perfect. A lot of the rides here I'd already written in China mm-hmm. in their newer installations, but. Um, so Poseidon was fun because it was well themed. The queue was kind of decent. Um, it has a really cool station. Uh, didn't track well though. It tracks kind of shitty. It's running. You know, yeah, it was rough. Well, Euromare felt the same way. Some of these rides. So Can Can Coaster, Euroset Can Can Coaster was. Oh, yeah, Vegas is good by the way. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to move on prematurely, but I want to say that Europa Park has started. They've officially retracked one of their coasters, which means that like it's probably going to be a trend. I, I think Euro Mirror is next, and then, pers- and then Poseidon needs Poseidon. track work because just like, in certain spots, kind of Steel like World San Diego's got a lot of track. work. Exactly, so Sea San Diego's coastal parts are all replaced with new track, but it has a spine underneath it. Yeah, and then Sea World Orlando also replaced their coastal yeah. track for the Georgia Atlanta. So um, Poseidon, maybe like when there's some downtime in the winter, sometime we should probably get that too because yeah, it it's really probably the it. most ridden. Of any of them, it's you know. I mean, it's your operations. Are I can't like, bam, 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 bam. That these rides are always pumping out like Those theoretical people. capacity every day, every time. So. But yeah, I, I really like the integration of it, and I like the dark blue that it shows for the track, along with the water, like the concrete water basin. Yeah, uh, it's a really nice aesthetic. Like I really enjoy very, that. It kind of gave me like grease, very, gave me greasy vibes. Very Santorini, and I liked that about it. Um, so, yeah, it's a great area. I love Europa Park. and One of my favorite areas, I think, for sure. Yeah, it's just yeah. really nice to walk around. I mean, again, it was really, really swamped. There's lots of multi-level walkways and stuff. And it was just swamped. But um, it's just, like, a really fun place to be. Water ride, it, it's just a great presence. It works really well. Um, it's kind of hard to get to. Like, um, for, for when you're entering Greece, kind of from the Russia side, 
Uh, practical, or from the Switzerland side, I guess. It's all just, like, kind of hidden in there. Like, it's, like, you could tell the area was added later, because it's very, like, it's tucked away. It's super cute, but I feel like you could... It's kind of hard to find, actually. You can walk straight by it. Yeah, I thought we had, like... When we walked from... We walked through Switzerland, and then we came around, I'm looking at it now, there's, like, the big tent thing. Yeah. And I was like... And then we saw the construction for the new Project Voltron, and I was like, oh my god, did they demolish, like, the whole Greece area? But I was confused because I did not really understand where we were in the park. I thought we were like coming up to the area, but it was actually already behind us. Um, but yeah, it's a really, I, I think it's definitely like one of their strongest areas. They had definitely broken new ground with the Greece area. Like they had really dove headlong into major themed attractions uh, and themed like storytelling areas, I think, with this, with this particular area. And then the next area is uh, Switzerland, which I, is also like a really nicely kind of self-contained land. It's a tiny little Like it bleeds sliver. a little bit on the sides, yeah. but uh, if you're in, um, I guess we'll start with the bobsled. Because um, if you're waiting in line for the wild mouse, um, you got these glorious views of Santorini from your little Swiss chalet. <laughs> yeah, you, you see way to the ocean. So, <laughs> uh, but, um, so I guess we can start with um, Matterhorn, Bobs- sorry, Matterhorn Blitz then. So Matterhorn Blitz is the larger park model mech wild mouse, but it has a cool elevator. Yeah. It seemed to like this, well, like a little chalet like a in the house. Swiss hills, Swiss mountains. Um, and then in the kitchen, you go up. The kitchen is where the station this is. elevator. It's a double elevator. It gives me big cuckoo clock vibes when yeah. you come to the top of the tower and you pop out. It kind of feels like during Atlantis in, uh, in San Diego when there's like two boats in the elevator. Oh, yeah. And then one yeah. has to wait until the next block is cleared. Um, so yeah, the good park model, uh, like the big park model, lots of theming, lots of interaction. Probably one of the better wild mouse. It's sort of like out there. we were just talking about Olympus Park Trips drill and like all of their little mannequin like slice of life themed animatronic scenes that they do and that's what this ride reminded me of now with like Trips drill fresh in my mind um super super cute and it, it yeah it may be like just a typical mouse but this one it's it you gotta ride it like this is one of the best mice ever even though it's not like a custom layout it's sort of custom because the elevator brings you around and you have this long elevated straightaway before you kind of reconvene with the cookie cutter part of the ride. Um, and then you like, you go through all these little buildings and stuff like it's, it's really lovely. Like it's a great, great ride. And then um, obviously the other big coaster is the Swires of Baban, which is um, suspended over this little chalet village, which is really cute. Because um, that area itself is very self-contained, but they can also, like, weave the queue kind of through it if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, they will run, like, five, I think around five trains on our yeah. visit, but the ride doesn't do a whole the lot. The ride's, like, 50% break run. So, it's yeah, like, you go can, up a lift can, hill, and actually, then there's a more than giant, break run. suspended, like, high, just straight section um, that kind of goes around the um, the ride plot and then you kind of zigzag your way down to two helices and then you hit the brake so there really isn't much to it and the brake run could not be further away from the station like it literally is the farthest part of the ride from the station yeah and so you just make like five blocks back to the station set of brakes and then you make a u-turn and like a little s-curve and then you go into another set of brakes and then another set of brakes and you go through the, the maintenance bay and then another set of brakes and then you go to the station it's pretty wild. But um, the nice thing is, is how nice it's integrated. And there's, like, also little food stands. And like, it's, like, a cute little, like, like mountain it's ski really village, nice really. And then there's this one little hut where you can sit and eat. And like, you're above the, the coaster. And you actually get to see the coaster yeah, kind of running through the helix. Really fun. Yeah. Uh, it was a great ride. Ran, ran pretty well. Very smooth. But there was, just wasn't a lot to it. But I, I enjoyed its Plus integration a lot. Bob on it at um, Haida Park, which, like... That could ruin any bobsled coaster, right? For you, let alone the uh, prototype one. Also, uh, they have this that like spinning, like that suspended scrambler, like the balloon thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the it's like the airplane scramble type thing, and it's like a really complex, cool looking flat ride that I'm sure Europa Park was. You know, they, I'm sure they thought they were just going to be the first of many installations of this. Uh, flat ride and it ended up, I guess, not selling any other units. So it's unique to the park, but it's a really cool looking ride. And then next up is France. Oh, yes. uh, we rode the Euro Tower, I think it's called, uh, which is their observation tower. Right. Not okay. like I said earlier, yeah, sky, sky ride. ride. It's the observation tower. Yeah. Um, gives you a great view of the fountain. You kind of like, like kind of fountain show in the France area. 
uh, but of course the rest of the park in the region. Uh, I enjoy the ride a lot. Uh, also in the area is Eurosat's Can Can Coaster, which that of course is the reimagined Eurosat that we mentioned earlier, one of the many retract attractions at the park. Hopefully a trend for Poseidon to also get retracted. Yeah. Um, and Romeo, of course. It was a cute ride, but it was I liked the like, queue a lot. The queue was beautiful. and the station was awesome. Like being in a kind of like out, like the outside kind of terrace like thingy. Rouge. Um, really cool. The ride, ride itself, itself really confusing it was, it was story. Cute. I, didn't I mean, really it wasn't, what was going on. It didn't. Really, it wasn't like a lot of substantial things to see. It, it, I like laughed the whole way. Like it was a charming, likable ride with the music and stuff. But it wasn't like I don't know. I guess I didn't know what to expect, and it was it was fine. Um, it, it was it was it, fine. It, it ran smooth. It was a fun okay. ride, but yeah. it really, and the pacing felt very the same the entire ride. So yeah. I didn't really feel like there was a lot of forces it like didn't a unique feel layout. As intense, but... I will say. I think it's better than it was before, as like the original Eurosat. But it, I remember the original Eurosat feeling very intense by the end of it. And I think Can Can Coaster that kind of neutered it a little bit, but it's a really adorable ride. Um, yeah, and like a great overall attraction and. With, I enjoyed it. I have good memories Europa of it. Europa Park was pretty now, decent. With so. like Parat and Matavia and Fjord Rafting and Can Can Coaster. Like they're definitely in the mode of, of revitalizing existing attractions. And they, so far, it's they've all been great successes. So And That's then there's Silver Star. And then there's Silver Star in the Mercedes-Benz Pavilion, which is a German car manufacturer, but it's in France. For and it's located right by Germany, so I don't know why they couldn't just make this a German ride. Well, it's kind of by... But you have to go through... Yeah, you have to... Go, Italy, mean, it's, it's in the back If they really France. wanted to, they could have made it work. But they could have made it work, opinion. but it's... Anywho, so, it's, you know, I guess that was French race car themed. Yeah. Um, it's it's just like any other B&M hypercoaster. Masses love it. It's, it's a it's proud a pleaser. It's a aesthetically pleasing ride. Um, like that it's nine car trains, long trains. The finale is like swift little S-turn. It's yeah. fun. Clearance on it is pretty rough. Like it's not really big. Y'all, we barely got it. It was ride. wild. Um, they had to like that. jump on my restraint to get it close and I couldn't feel my legs. It was pretty wild. Um, so I didn't love the ride because I think it just was kind of uncomfortable. Like I was really kind of in pain, but I got the credit. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, I mean it was it was, it was fine. It, you know, this park honestly uh, for coaster enthusiasts has a lot of coasters, but a lot of it's really production modeling or kind of like you know they're they're yeah. good rides, but Their it's not like wow crazy insane. Does you know? not leave like a lot of impressions. Well, because yeah, half of it, half not the majority of yeah. production models are gonna be bought. Yeah. And be put elsewhere, and they get more unique stuff like Eurostar is obviously unique. Sorry, um, Silverstar is a unique layout, yeah. of course. Eurostar's unique, unique, of course. Euromir is unique. Um, Vodan obviously is unique. But other than that, it's a kind of cool kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's not bad because they theme it well and they like have these crazy good operations. Um, but at the same time, it's not like a coaster destination. You really have to go for like everything for like yeah. the themed lands you and like the dark go rides. And, and linger and enjoy the theme and do and like dark rides and stuff. And the coasters are just kind of part of it they're not they're definitely not the focus and that's our finishing this with the dark ride section we have to finish this with italy because italy is funny as hell it's a hot mess they've got piccolo mondo which is the small world meets pinocchio's daring journey hybrid which to be honest was actually really it was actually cute i really enjoyed it expected like it was cute puppeteering all the puppets are the same kind of puppets which is nice (laughs) And um, I just I just really enjoyed it. Like it was a, it was a fun little ride. Like I wrote it. Obviously, Pico Mono literally means small world in Italian. Yeah. Um, and then there was the, the haunted mansion haunted ride, mansion which rip-off. is note for note a horribly cringy rip off of the, the haunted mansion. I know. And then it threw they, like this they, happy family they, they, they franchise. Re- oh in yeah. It. They it was they awful. recreated the elevator scene, but like badly. And then it's just a hot ass mess in there. Like they need to, this shit needs to burn down oh my God. so that they can rebuild it next. Like, There's like no cohesion whatsoever between like themes and it like is the aesthetics so and the styles. And, and yeah, and then there's the crumbsy, crummy, flimsy, uh, like Happy Family, which is a Mac Mac Media franchise. Like like 
overlay on top. It was just, it was incredibly It was bad. very bad. We hated it very much. Everybody um, that's like, oh Europa Park is the greatest, this, that, and so, I'm like, have you forgotten That's my least favorite thing there. some so. of these things are. But then they do have like, the cute like, suspended, the Volci, uh, the, 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 the Vinci flying uh, machine ride. The Vinci flying ride. And like, they've got like, these other garden rides and this little water ride. There's, like, a, there's a cute, stuff there's there. a like, cute on the mover ride in France that we forgot to ride. The like, the dinosaur grandma's dinosaur ride or something yeah yeah but like i'd forgotten about it until we were we were like back in the states and i was like oh shit i forgot to ride the dinosaur grandma ride um but yeah not exactly ending on a high note but it was either this or ending with Bono express in ireland <laughs> yeah the, like the circle like the the main entrance doesn't start with like the most exciting areas yeah um it really gets better kind of thicker into the park um, overall, though, I must say, um, merchandise-wise, it's just like a German park thing, not great. Yeah, we were going to sh- buy some merch, and not only was the merch not a great, like, they, not only did they not have great merch, but it was like a, a shit show a hot store. mess it was in the not store. Great. Um, it was so disorganized that, like, I, I picked out a fridge magnet, and then we I... We waited in line, and then, like, the machine waiting, broke down, and, and then, then there's no one else could help, and, and then I just set it back down and left, which is, like... Really unusual for us, bad. but... Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. What I will say is, uh, first of all, fun fact, people actually that work in a park from entertainment and from engineering slash design live in the Main Street area, in Alexanderplatz, now the Berlin area. That's really cool. Secondly, I do want to say that, like, this park... Well, it has its rough spots, and I don't necessarily always think that, like, being ranked as, like, the number one park in the world is necessarily true, because we've been to, obviously, a lot of parks around the world, and I don't think it's in our top five, if I'm speaking It's in our top ten, but no, it's not in our top five. Not in our top five. And, um, so, go in with the right expectation, but what I will say is that the operation are just on fire. If there's one thing Oak Park knows what to do is to push out those damn trains, they get cars, trains, boats filled... Um, it can be completely swamped. It's kind of like Disney and Anaheim level of like on top of itself, yeah. like like stacking rides, busy, packed, cultural as in like it's kind of like a cultural experience. Um, and they just like get those trains sent out. It's like Disney level dispatching. It's like three or four trains on um, Blue Fire. Obviously, a Silver Star runs three trains, no problem. Eurostar pushes those things out. Euromir has a crap ton of trains. Um, Water runs three trains. They're the only GCI without a mid-course that runs three trains smoothly. Like, it is impressive how they operate the park. And that's, as, like, a theme park nerd, that's a really pleasant kind of cool thing to look at. Um, there is some really good theming. There are some really good dark rides. Of course, you heard us hyping up some of the stuff. There's a lot, a lot of good. And they are trending in a direction where they're taking their bad and they're upgrading it to be good. Yeah. So I hope that some of the rougher spots where I'm like, wow, this is not what I was expecting, like, quality-wise that I do expect in the next decade for that to be fixed. Um, so overall, of course, Great Park, one of the greatest parks. Um, going with the right expectations, and you too will have a great time, I think, for sure. Absolutely. And like, the fact that we were able to do practically every single ride, except for maybe like a few of like, the smaller transportation rides, um, and like the Ireland stuff, we did practically all the big stuff, did some re-rides, and then a ton of other stuff, all within one calendar day. That's only possible because of their great operations. And at the end of the day, like that is that is a quality that a lot of parks, even some of our favorites, don't possess. That's a great operations and getting getting people moved through so they can have a great experience. And staff was always nice there. I don't think I had any. We had the permits are all just like amazing staff interactions. Like it was just mm-hmm. overall good stuff. So um, much more greatness than not great. But of course, we're gonna be honest with you guys and bring out some of the things that we didn't love, especially for those really hyped up parks. We're not afraid to. Yeah. share my We're, lesser sometimes it's like no we gotta harsh the mellow a little bit cause like Europa Park is far from perfect it's a great park but it's like not there's a lot of things that I would change about it so. yeah for sure um, so check out all of our other Germany stuff that's coming out that we're still catching up on which we have this is our fourth so we have Tripsel, Hansa Park and Move Park already out we're gonna have some more episodes of course there's some hot topics some other good stuff uh, visit thecoastkins.com for all of our articles Instagram Facebook Twitter all the good stuff and please 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 give us a follow on our new YouTube channel we would really appreciate some uh, some interaction there and wherever you're listening whether that's Spotify Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts Amazon Music wherever you're listening also leave us a review there and we will catch you on the next Coast of Radio episode, episode. Right. bye, bye.